Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and today I have a very special guest, a good friend, Dave Drias. Dave, for thanks for being on the show. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming. Uh, Dave, for you guys listening, um, just finished his first year with one of the largest medical device companies in the world, which it also is a distributorship that he's working with. So it's great to have that side of the uh, industry. Yeah, the business on the medical device world that I haven't got to have someone on yet. So fun to have someone new. Before this, Dave owned his own gym, was a fitness model, did a lot of, had skincare, like skincare. You, just I an entrepreneur. Like, I feel like I've dabbled into a lot of different things. <laughs> now I'm in medical device and um, you know I, I would probably say my story's pretty unique and kind yeah. of a lot of different trial and error. And I'm sure you know, people that listen to this are probably going through some sort of trial and error. And I think listening to other people's stories kind of puts things in perspective and allows you to kind of um, learn from people's mistakes and things that work so that you can kind of create your own path. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And that's why we're excited to have you just because you are coming in way different than a lot of the guests we've had. So excited to have you. Just starting off first, why? Uh, what did you do before and then why medical sure. device sales? Uh, you kind of mentioned it. I, I owned a gym for seven years. I sold it in August of 2019. So it was kind of right before, probably six months before the, the pandemic really hit. Um, I didn't know that that was going to happen. So <laughs> you it called just, it. <laughs> it just kind of worked itself out in that regard. Um, you know, there's always, I don't know if it's me making this up in my mind um, or if this is a stigma of medical device, but it was always one of those where it seemed like it was athletes yeah. or people that were more driven, um, not necessarily athletes, but just competitive individuals um, would go into it. And then there was an opportunity to make a lot of money. Yeah. So it was kind of like this thing that was in my mind, like, oh, let's have medical device reps make all this money, you know, so on and so forth. Um, I had a couple clients that had some relatives or, or were very familiar with medical device. So I spoke to um, a lot of I networked through them to speak to some people that were in the field is the best way of saying it. Mm -hmm. um, when someone mentions medical device, you know, like I'm a medical device rep, there's so many different avenues that you can go down. Yep. I'm sure, you know, the, to the listeners here, when you start to look into some things, there's so many different, I'll, I'll call them departments, but just different little departments that you could get involved with. So I didn't really have any clue, you know, what department I'd want to go in, so on and so forth. Um, so once I sold the gym, I was still kind of training clients and I was passively kind of navigating the interview processes with different companies and just trying to get myself out there. Um, and I had a handful of different interviews with different companies, different, um, you know, some were direct, some were distributorships, yep. um, you know, some dealt with spine, some dealt with, you know, total joints, some were, uh, extremity orthopedics. So there was different avenues that I was going down, um, I didn't. I wasn't really in a rush per se. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for the first couple months, it took a little while, um, and then you know I had to go through a couple of interview processes, and I finally ended up kind of the first part of the year of 2019 um, getting a job, and and now it's been a full year. I love it, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Um, and can, for the listeners, can you tell us kind of the difference between like direct and a distributorship? Sure. Um, I'm trying to think from an easy way of putting it. Um, so I'm 1099. Um, you know, my boss, he essentially, um, you know, I guess, I guess it was really, you're, you're 1099. Yep. Um, you're not necessarily, I don't get a car or anything like that. Um, I get a paycheck. I can write a lot of things off on my taxes. Um, you know, my boss, we, as a team, I guess you could say, we still have numbers and things that we got to meet. Um, you know, I guess maybe the points are a little bit different in some of the negotiations um, mm -hmm. compared to direct. 
Um, you know, it, it's there's not as much corporate-y, I guess you'd say, uh, but there still is obviously that corporate element because we still have a bottom line that we have to hit. Yep. Uh, but for the most part, um, it's not much different. Um, you know, the everyday today job, you know, description of what you're supposed to be doing is really relatively the same. Yeah. And I love that. And the thing I always kind of touch on, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I would always tell people, especially being a personal mm -hmm. trainer, you're 1099, you're yep. your own business. It would be like if someone owned a gym, yep. you work out of that gym, that yep. person owns that business, yep. but you're still making money. And when you make money, you make them money. Correct. And still, right. So, so I work like, without getting into specifics, I work for XYZ company and I sell ABC stuff, yep. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of XYZ companies throughout the United States that sell this ABC stuff. Yep. Um, so I get paid from XYZ company, not ABC, if yep. that makes any 100%. sense. So I'm getting paid from the distributorship. So overall, our distributorship covers an area. In that area, I'm just going to throw a random number, but let's just say we got 15 employees. We all have to try to get to X amount of whatever the goal is. Yep. Um, you know, we compete with other distributorships throughout the United States. Um, and, you know, that's kind of just how it's set up. Just like you were saying, it's like you have a gym and you have all the trainers underneath you that are training. Yep. Your whole goal is to still bring in X amount of dollars at the end of the month yep. uh, to keep the lights on and all that. Yep. And, and uh, another thing just to touch on is like the big difference when we talked about it, right? Like you said, 1099. And if you don't know what that means, 1099 means like, like you're your own business. You're with another business, but you're your own business. So like he said, he's not getting a car. For example, if you're in a corporate lifestyle, you might be getting a car, you might be getting 401k, you might be getting health insurance, yep. all this stuff. That probably doesn't happen so, as much. Correct, 100%. Um, that's a very good point that you brought up. So since owning my gym, I've had my own health insurance. Yep. Um, you know, so I really just transitioned. It was almost the same thing, my LLC yep. and everything that I had set up. Think of it this way. I'm just going to throw a random arbitrary number, but let's just say I get $5,000 in a paycheck. There's no taxes or anything coming out of that. I have to basically, you know, either put money away for taxes I'll pay for my own gas. I'll pay for my own insurance, all that kind of stuff. Now, you can write all that stuff up at the end of the year, so your taxable income is going to be lower than, than what. Yep. Um, so it does have its pros and its cons, depending on how you kind of maneuver around it. Yep. Um, but at the same time, there's people that don't want to deal with that. People just want to be direct and yep. want to have the car loans. They want to be able to do all that. And then there's there's many different ways to skin a cat. It just kind of depends on exactly. you know, what, you know, what works for you. And I, like I said, I was fortunate. You know, when I had my insurance, it's gone up, obviously, over the past 10 years. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still not as much as what some people might be buying insurance now. Is. Exactly. So, so I'm, I'm fortunate in that regard. And that's awesome. And, and I also just really like how if you guys don't know anything about taxes and LLCs, he just gave you some <laughs> some insight. So you look into that. Um, and then also like what I just tell everyone who asked that question, just like you said, it's what you're comfortable with. Yep. Some people are comfortable with like you'll hear a lot of times eat what you kill commission like you're doing it. Or it's like, hey, you can, you know, be in more of a quote unquote safe thing, yeah. but also knowing more of the time when it's safe, there's a lot more rules. So I'll say this, and this isn't for every distributorship, and I'm generalizing, but it's sometimes people can get swayed by saying, hey, I get a company car, mm -hmm. hey, I get a gas, you know, gas card, or, gas card yep. or something, or I get to take docs out and I have a credit card or whatever it is. Um you know, but then their base pay might be a lot less, Yep. you know, so it, it, it just depends. And like I said, there's not, you know, there's not a right or wrong way of doing it wherever you, you know, if you're looking for a job and wherever you can get in to get a job, 
Um, you know, that's kind of the, the first step exactly. if you're needing a job. But, um, you know, they both have their pros and cons. Both can be beneficial just the way that it's set up. Yep. Um, so it just kind of depends on what you feel comfortable with. 100%. Um, yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what it is, is what you're, what you're comfortable yep. with. So then kind of telling us now you decided, hey, I, I'm going to go the medical device mm -hmm. route. Can you kind of tell us the steps you took to, sure. like you said, you networked, but going to It was tough. Um, I'm not going to lie. And, <laughs> and I'm sure that, you, you know, a lot of people experience this and probably this is another podcast here that you've had where people kind of explain their story and it's, it takes time. Yep. Um, you know, I wish it would have taken much shorter time, but um, some companies have, you know, their, their process is slow. Um, some company, I mean, I remember, you know, writing, submitting something, you know, from online, um, having an initial phone call and then you don't hear anything for 10 days, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you're kind of like, Oh, screw it, whatever. And then all of a sudden you get an email or something like, Hey, you know, you got to go meet this person. And then it's like, Oh, okay. Well, they're still interested. And you go meet this person. It's like, well, Hey, we're gonna have to go meet this person. Um, you know, cause really at the end of the day, when, when you get into the medical device world, you kind of work in teams yeah. and you want to make sure everyone on the same team, you know, I'll just say likes you, you yeah, know, 100%. you, you got to get along with people. You got to, uh, you know, there's a lot of times where it can be high stress where, you know, you might have to do something you don't want to do. You know, it's like, you, you got to really make sure everyone can get along. And so you have multiple interviews having to meet all these different people, uh, and then it was like, you didn't hear anything for 10 days. Yep. And it's like, oh, well, you got a final interview. And you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> you got to meet this person. So um, I had a couple different companies where I went through a pretty substantial interview process. Um, one of them, I didn't get a job, um, which I, in hindsight, was a good thing. Yeah. You know, you yep. could go into that. Um, one of them, they hired someone probably, the way that the interview was all set up, like, I had to do an interview that was like a week later. So then once I did it, I was late to the farther, like people were farther ahead of me. So then they're like, Oh, well, we already hired someone. I'm like, I'm in the middle of the process. So that happened. Um, and then, you know, when I, I, I knew someone that was a good friend of mine, it was a good friend of his, we connected. Um, and then that's how I got connected with my current boss. Yep. And it was much, I guess the distributorship side, it was much easier of an interview than having to go through this whole process. <laughs> so I interviewed with him, he's my boss and it was done. So, that's awesome. um, so it really worked out well, but it's, um, you know, a lot of, you know, looking at the websites of companies, um, and applying all to just about everything. Yep. And it was tough. Like I'll say, and this isn't to, you know, you know, deter someone from doing this type of work, but like, I didn't have any experience in medical device. Yep. Like it was one of those things where, you know, I, I felt like I was older. I was 33 at the time. Um, and, you know, even just getting to an interview, it's like, well, do you have one to two years of medical device experience? I'm like, yeah. well, I don't have any. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't even getting looked at for a lot of things. Um, so I really use my network yep. to, to get in contact with certain people. And that's really kind of what got me to where I'm at and got me some of these interviews mm -hmm. um, because really they were looking, you know, it might say entry level position, but it still will say one to two years of medical device. Yep. Kind of like, well, how does someone who doesn't have any experience in the first break place in. even break in? Yep. And that was kind of the thing, but, um, but it, it took time and it worked out. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always tell people it's I, every time it's a roller coaster, yes. you know, like you said, there's the day where it's like, they haven't talked to you in 10 days. You're right. like, I didn't get the job and you're down in the slumps and then they text you, Hey, yes. second round, you're back up. Right. You know? So like that was, that's the process. And the thing I really, again, want you guys to hear as listeners is 
going back to that network, you know, like we, we beat it to death and everyone thinks they're just going to apply and the resume is going to get you hired. And very, very seldom does that happen. It's what you know or who you know is going to get you hired. And so on. that's why we always touch on it. And that's the thing too. And and I think having my own business for seven years, it, it, I get to see a different side of the medical device Mm -hmm. business. I can understand kind of how it works. And your gym example is a a perfect example of it. Um, You know, and I I think I have kind of that life experience and certain companies don't care about that. They just want someone that's going to hustle around and do whatever. And, you know, so it just, it works where I'm at now. It kind of makes, it brings it all together and it's still kind of like what I'm doing or what I was doing. I'm doing it now. It's just a different modality. Exactly. So, um, you know, you still got to network, you still got to meet people, you got to follow settle, up, you got to follow up. I yep. mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's just a different modality. Uh, and I do feel that my experience in the past has allowed me to get to that. Point. Yep. So. And I think that's a great point too, is just to touch on, um, you know, being able to run the business. You know, when I went through a lot of interviews, you're running a business yep. at, as you're doing this, you know, you're, you're doing a salesperson, but you're all running your business and you might be with a company, but it's at the end of the day, it's you, you're the one selling yourself your face, your, your it's your relationships that you're building yep. and it's your bottom line, you know, yes, you need to get paid, but you're also working for the company. So they get paid too. Yep. So it's, so it's important. Yep. And I just, and I state that for everybody out there, because again, the amount of times I got told I need to go work at ADP, I need to go sell copiers. I need to do that. Like that just wasn't for me and own, like doing personal training, being able to be like, Hey, I already sold a service, right. which again, they don't consider sales, but like, I would, I would almost argue that you're trying to make someone pay you to do all the work. Correct. It's almost the hardest sell. Right. You know what I mean? So being able to take that. Yeah. I mean, I, my previous career prior to owning a gym, I was going door to door doing investments. So I did have that sales aspect of it. Um, you know, they asked me a little bit about that when mm-hmm. I was going through some interview processes, but I really think it just comes down to, um, you know, they, all the interview candidates that people are interviewing, they just want to see if you're competent and if they like you. Yep, that 100%. really is what it comes down to because everyone's resume is going to look, you know, I don't want to say inflated, but everyone's resume is going to look good. You know, they want it to look good. Um, and everyone, you know, if you're an athlete, not everyone's an athlete, but if you're an athlete, you know, it doesn't matter what sports you played. You, you want to claim, well, I'm an athlete, I've done this. Well, everyone's technically an athlete or everyone's <laughs> got some sort of competitive thing on their resume that... Yep it's hard to separate yourself whether it's basketball, football or whatever. Um, So really it's just being competent. And I think really, I really try to sell the fact that, you know, going into the field, I didn't know anything. And I'm not trying to say, well, I know everything about medical device, but I'm a quick learner. I understand, um, you know, responsibility. I'm, I'm good at following through. And it's really important to me to, know my products and know what I'm trying to do so that I can present it to doctors or yeah. coworkers or whatever and, and have an understanding. And I can learn that quickly is really what you got to try to sell yeah. because you're going to learn, you know, 99% of your job is going to be on the job training. 100%. Um, and if you can pick things up quick and you can, you know, even learn outside, you know, start studying and doing different things, it will speed up the process of your knowledge and everything. So 100%. I think that's extremely important as well. I love that. And, and just touching on that, you know, going into be like, um, I think I said that in every single interview because because the, the, in the interview process, they're going to find a weakness sure. and then they're going to just stay on it yeah. and they want to see how you go and how you get pressure and how you yeah. handle yourself. And that was always it. Hey, you don't have OR experience. Okay. I've never okay. been in a medical device. Right. Yeah. But then you're just seeing, Hey, I'm a fast learner. I'm adaptable. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And like so many managers I've talked to, you know, especially in the associate role, it's like, I just want a self-starter that I don't have to hold their hand. That's going to be willing to learn and do all the work yeah. themselves and also going to follow through. Like you yeah. said, 
gonna show up to the cases, yep. not gonna mess up the trays yep. when they're there. You know, like yep. just simple. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you, like you said, you have no arcs or experience. It's like it doesn't take like a rocket scientist <laughs> to figure out. Either did you at one point? Right. You know what? I, like it, right. that's what I would say to the manager. Right. You know, like, like someone you start somewhere, but it's yeah. not like it. It's not like you got to be a genius to be in an operating <laughs> room. Like you guys, once you eventually get into it, like it's not this complicated thing. I mean, there's certain rules and restrictions and, you know, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but it's just one of those things where it's not like, don't be afraid that you don't know because you really don't. And it's really not all that scary. Exactly. You don't know what you don't know. Right. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, saying that and expressing that in an interview actually shows that you're more competent than not, you know, yep. going into it saying, you know, everything is not, you know, obviously the good way yep. doing it either. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. And then, so going into our next question, we already talked really about life of distributorship mm -hmm. going into that, but I'd love to hear kind of like your first year, you've been in okay. one year, just kind of the experience. And then also the thing I like to touch on is what you thought it was going to be like, and then what the reality sure. was, because that's what I'm learning. I tell everybody is I thought it was going to be something else. Everyone told me drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. Didn't understand that till I was actually in. Yeah. Um, it's all on the job. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, when I first got hired, before I even went into an o, the OR, it just so happened like our one of our like trainings in um, August. So I kind of work on two different things of the body, we'll say. But one of the trainings was on one of the parts. And so I flew out to where it was. I spent a whole week, you know, with other people that were new as well mm -hmm. from different distributorships. But it was funny because like I've never been in an OR. So what the hell do I even know? Like <laughs> they're going through all these different things and it's like, well, I've never seen a patient on the bed. I don't know where the, you know, where the incision is going to, like there's just all these different things where it's like throwing me into that made no sense. Yeah. But I did learn some things, but for me, I have to apply it. Yeah. It has to be like, I have to see it. And once you kind of see it and once you can kind of conceptualize what's going on, things become easier. Yep. Um, and it's just like, I mean, it's just like, because we talked about gym stuff, like, it's just like working out, like just the more that you do it after three months, the easier it is, the more particular cases that you have, the easier it's going to be when you go in for the 14th case than it was of the second case. So, mm -hmm. um, so really, you know, for the first three months, you know, he was trying, a lot of it was navigating the hospitals, figuring out where I'm going, what system <laughs> I'm trying to use yeah. to check in, you know, what hallways do I got to go down? And then in the back of your mind, then you got to have, you know, what stuff do I need to bring? Because we bring some implants that obviously aren't having to go through sterilization and things of that sort. So we have implants. We have different systems that the doctors might use. So we have different trays checked in. You know, we got different, um, like I said, implants. So you got to bring that the day of. And then it's, you know, just a matter of when you're in the OR, you know, getting a feel for the doctors, understanding kind of the OR etiquette and different hospitals have kind of different things going on. Um, so it's just one of those things where it's just the more that you do it, the easier yep. that it goes. Um, and then further, you know, with different surgeons, you might read, um, you know, kind of the, the surgery technique guide and one surgery, you know, surgeon is going to do something yep. differently than the other surgeon. So it's kind of taking notes on what this guy likes versus what this guy likes. And so you start kind of, you know, on your phone, taking notes of different things. Yep. So you're, you're kind of learning the preferences of the, the surgeon. And, and as time goes on, you just get more comfortable and 
what he's going to use, when you know he's going to use it, things of that sort, so mm -hmm. that you can be there to help the scrub and make sure that you add some value, obviously, to the surgery. And that takes a little bit of time and it takes a little bit of confidence to be able to, you know, kind of speak up and, and start to learn your products. Yeah. And then I kind of mentioned already, you know, when you go home, you know, that's where you can start to go back to the surgical technique, see how he did certain mm -hmm. things, learn a few things there, watch a few videos. I'm sure whatever company has different training modules, like you can start to kind of learn more and it makes sense versus reading a book. And like, I remember when I was first, you know, I'm reading the surgical technique guides. I'm like, I have no idea what this even means. Yep. Like you're talking about diameters and, you know, millimeters and different things of that sort. I'm like, well, I don't even know what that means and yep. how it's even applied, where it's going to go. Like you just have no clue. Yep. Um, and then having to learn different systems because, you know, you might do something uh, or a doctor might want this particular system and you might want this one and yep. you don't know which one he's going to use once you get to the case yep. because he hasn't figured it out yet. So now all of a sudden, so it's like you're learning multiple things and it just, it's just experience. Yep. Um, but now that I, you know, understand better now, you know, there's still days where things can kind of go <laughs> yep. you know, haywire, but at the end of the day, um, you know, I feel much more confident in what I'm doing and it just takes time. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what I've been told the same thing. You know, I tell everybody, um, the, my my coworker that I was working with, they told me like the first six months, they felt mm -hmm. sick to their stomach sure. going in because it's just like, yep. you're so nervous. Yep. You want everything to go I great. would say probably six to nine months. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. Um, You know, and it was always like, you know, I would do something and then like afterwards or whatever, I'd call my boss and we'd have conversation. Like you kind of go over things and it, it all makes sense then why you did what you did at the beginning. What, you know, yep. it, once you're done with it, you're like, okay, that now makes sense. So now next time that happens it makes sense on why I'm doing it. Yep. Like, and you, you can be more comfortable in what you're trying to do. Um, it's really, I don't know, it's hard to explain, you know, being in the position where we're at now to someone who's a newbie because... Um, you're just not going to know until you Yeah, do you're it. just not going to know until you do it. And that I know that that's kind of like a horrible <laughs> answer to get the listeners, but it's, you know, kind of frustrating. But that's just the nature of the business. And, yep. and once you're in it for a couple of years... Um, you know, you can kind of go whatever direction from there. Yep. And like you said, I think the best thing you said is the experience because you're not going to see things unless you see them. And then like, I always tell people, if you mess up and you mess up and you get yelled at or whatever it is, you don't mess you up again because you remember, 100%. you know, so like that's, that's yeah, we've had some situations, you know, where I've messed up. Um, a lot of it is just kind of learning the lingo. hundred percent. You know, it's like there, it's a foreign language to a certain extent when you start getting into it. Um, you might know the body and everything, but now you start, there's a lot more, I mean, there's things that these surgeons have gone through for, you know, years on years on years, and you're trying to learn it in three months, yeah. you know, like, or six months. And um, the lingo was really the hardest thing. I think, you know, for me, I watched a handful of like YouTube videos on certain things, yeah. just being in the OR and just kind of listening to different things and listening to other reps yeah. and talking to other reps and stuff. Yeah. And I've been fortunate, you know, some of the other reps that have been in cases that I'm in, you know, I'll ask them, you know, different questions on their product or mm -hmm. on their thing. And, then, you know, they kind of will explain things. And it just makes sense then when you're watching what's going on and, and all that. So, and then it indirectly comes back and helps you because you're probably going to be doing the same thing 100%. sometime, you know, in the future and everything. So um, talking to other reps and, and really kind of just being a sponge and listening and taking things in and taking notes. Yeah, I love been, it. Been big. Yeah, that's huge. Like just, and like you said, being able to learn, being yeah. always willing yep. to learn because like we talked about, but every day is a learning opportunity. You have to. Yeah. I mean, you have to. No two cases are the same. No, not at all. Yeah. You hope they all know. <laughs> the majority of the time they do. Yeah. You know, I mean, these doctors are really good. At what they do, yeah. At what they do. And, and there's always, I'm going to say this, like there's always ways out of things mm -hmm. that make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's certain times where things 
can get a little, you know, dicey, um, but they've seen so many and they've done so many that there's always things that you can do. Yep. That was absolutely great advice from Dave. We actually are going to split this into two episodes because on the next episode, Dave is going to give his advice, what he would tell any candidate trying to break in as well as what the day-to-day life looks like for him and an associate sales rep because it's different for everyone. But he he does a great job and dives really deep into what an average day looks like that we've never touched on before. And if you guys haven't, if you're watching, please press that like and subscribe button. It helps us get out to more uh, people just to help them. And if you're listening on the podcast, please rate us a five star and make a comment. Again, just trying to help as many people as we can. And then also, like I told you guys, have a big surprise coming. Um, I've heard everybody wants, they want help. I may put a product together. I'm just waiting for the final things and hopefully should have something out here for you guys that can help you guys break in. So Thanks for everybody who's listening, and I hope you guys have a great week. Peace. Have a good one.